You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Lovely Voice Experience in London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon.
All you can peep, putting your hands together. I thought you'd be on your feet by now as well because it's time for the word. I believe that's we hear the word today. It's going to be the beginning of our needs being supplied. So if you're ready for it, I want you to put your hands together as we welcome Bishop Richard Ayu. Then sings my soul. said amen. amen beautiful put your hands together as you take your seats thank you wow but well, that was a very short hand clap is that is that a problem <laughs> is that something in the air that i don't know okay okay sit down sit down sit 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 well I think, all right, it's okay now, it's okay now. No need to be rowdy. I think today we have enough time for, I think, about two or three points, okay? Last week, what did we talk about? Even though we didn't have much time to wear a recap. But if you can help me, what did we talk, what did we talk about last week? Why what? what? You were not in church? Three important relationships we need to have with the Holy Spirit. Is that, is that what we talk about? Yes. So just these three. Who has the presence of God? Who has the presence of God? Okay. Who has the presence of God? Okay. But we started from the three relationships. Okay. Which is the Holy Spirit upon you, which is the anointing. Isn't them the Holy Spirit in us, which is baptisms. And then the Holy Spirit with us, which is the presence. Do you, do, do you think do you, do you remember these three important relationships that you can, because it means that you can be anointed and you don't have the presence. You see, the anointing, you see, the anointing is the thing, is like the enabling power of the Holy Spirit on your life. That gives you a gift, that makes you function. It makes you function, makes you operate makes you do something. So you see, you see someone who is, very, is the person is, is anointed, but presence is zero. Yes, presence is like God is God. It's like God is not, maybe worse with the person, but maybe not with the person. Maybe next week I'll show you, I'll give you examples of people who were anointed, but they don't have, don't have the presence. Yes. I think next week, yes, I'll, I'll show you the, the difference. Because, because you can have the Holy Spirit upon you. Anointing is like a, it's like a cloak that you wear. You wear. 
I heard, I heard a man of God once say that, look, which is true. He says that he can turn on the anointing just like that with a snap of a finger. He can move into the spirit and operate a gift. Just as I can call any of these ladies, I can just call Faith, sing. She'll start singing. Because she has, the, 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 the ability is there. The ability is there. So I can just call her that, start singing. She can turn it on. But when she's at home and she's eating uh, whatever she eats, it's, 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 it's off. The thing is there, but it's turned off. So it depends on who you are and how you are. You, 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 you are comfortable with the gift and the grace on your life. You can turn it on and you can turn it off. What you can't turn on and off is the presence. Yes, that's what you can't can turn it on and off. But when, when you are anointed, it's like, it's like you, are, you are gifted. You have, you, have the, you have the ability and the power to operate in a particular gift and operate in a certain way. So that is the Holy Spirit upon us. It's like a jacket that people wear. See, when an anointed person arrives in a place, you will see that he has something that you don't have. He's able to do some things that you can't do. I mean, you can, no matter how you try, you can't do it and you can't act it because the Holy Spirit upon him enables him. Do you hear the, the word enable? It makes it possible for him to be able to do some things and to accomplish some things. So when someone is anointed to be a pastor, you say he's able to gather. You drop him somewhere, he gathers and he looks after people. He cares for people. He's able to care and look after them. And feed them. That's a, that's a pastor. That's a shepherd. Because the, the anointing is on him. It's like something that he's wearing. It's like a cloak that he wears. It's like a jacket that the person puts on. He puts on the jacket and then yes, it's working. It's flowing. That's then you have those within. What I said, it's like baptism, speaking in tongues, all those, all those things. That we have the Holy Spirit with us. Which is the presence. Hey, which, is the, which, which is the thing that we must, we must always... Desire, we must be desirous of the presence. The presence, that the presence that you are anointed and the presence is there with you. So today I want to give you the master key for the presence. The master key. Yes, the master key. And you will discover, you will discover that if you were, if you were also God, that would be your master key. Wow. You prefer that. You, you discover you, you also prefer people who have that thing. Mm. You, prefer, you prefer to have people who have that thing to be, to be with. You see, presence is like to be with. To be with that you are with the person. You, you remember that, that man, I think it was Zacchaeus who said to Jesus that no man can do these things except God is with him. If God is with you, that's God is present. That you have, you have some ability. ability. You have some things. You, you're, able to, you're able to accomplish some things because the presence is there with you. The presence. God is there with you. So the master key. Are you ready for the master key? Do you really want to know the master key? Okay, let's read a verse. In John chapter 8. Okay? John 8. And um, let's read from verse 20. So we can read a few verses and be happy. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. 21, then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and you shall seek me. 
and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, you cannot come. Let's see. Then said the Jews, then said, then said the Jews, is that Jews? Will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, you cannot come. 22. And he said unto them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Jesus was wild though. <laughs> I'm telling you. Very, 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 very wild. Yes, yes. I said therefore unto you, you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Yes. We, we, explain, we explain that, oh, it's like he doesn't go to church often, but he's okay. He's, he's, he's still a Christian, but he doesn't go to church. So he's, he's still a nice guy. Did you, did you see them in there? Yes. Because that, that, one, that one, that's how we talk. I was surprised that he didn't even say that he, go, he says he's, on, he's online. Yes, he's online. He's an online. He's an online Christian. Father is online. I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am He, you shall die in your sins. Period. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? He's <laughs> like you are now asking who he is. <laughs> who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. Hey, it's a very wild conversation. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Wow. 27. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, when you, have, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. These are, these are, these are our main verse for today. He that sent me is with me. That is, he is present with me. That is to say, that's colon, isn't it? Miss, the colon. So that is to say. The Father has not left me alone, semicolon. Yeah. So still, going, still trying to emphasize, still emphasizing what he's saying. First, he said that he, the one that sent me is with me. He's, he's, he, he's present. The presence is there. He's explaining further. He said that what I'm trying to say is that he has not left me alone. I'm not by myself. I have his presence. And I'm still t- explaining to you that I have his presence because, for, means because. I do always, or I, in, in modern day English, will say I always do. I do always those things that please him. Would you not like to be with someone who pleases you? How many of you like to be with someone who pleases you? Someone who makes you happy. Makes you happy. The favorite child is the one who makes the parents happy. Yes. And the one that is chosen to be a beloved is the one who is nice, even, even if she's pretending. Oh, yes. And it's always, it's always better to put your right foot left first. Everybody has a left foot. 
There's a left foot and a right foot. Right foot signifies your nice sides and your nice bits. You don't, you don't, you don't, you, you, you never walk, you never walk with two sets. That's hopping. Do you understand? You take one step first. Then I'm advising you that always put the right foot first. And then later, later, when things are advanced, because you have a left foot anyway. Nobody is perfect. Then you drag the left foot in gently. Gen- just bring it in gently. Uh-huh. Yes. But some of you, some, some people, not, not you, not you, some people, they start relationship with the left foot. And then when they are kicked out, they don't understand. Take me as I am. Just as I am. And you will see as the pastors, then now we have this uphill task trying to defend you and explain things. And the person is saying that I am the one in it. I'm telling you, her left foot is bigger than her right foot. So next time you get a chance, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Which foot are you going to go in first with? Right. Going with the right foot. Go with your right foot. Say the yes, please. Say sorry. Say thank you. Yes, please. Sorry, thank you. That's the right foot. The left foot is... Don't show that one. Don't show that one. Don't show that one. Don't, don't go and say you also have a mind. Everybody knows you have a mind. Everybody knows that. But it doesn't work. In a normal flow, it doesn't work. So take the right foot first. The master key. The master key for the presence of God is obedience. Yes, obedience. Obedience. God really values obedience. Yes. Obedience makes a lot of difference. You know, when you read, when you read Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, it says that, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt listen diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God, you know, this is the only time that you see that God opens a tap, a flood of blessings. From here to verse 15, verse 15 is where he changes to curses. A list of blessings, a list of blessings were opened. And the only condition is that you will listen and you will do Suddenly, you become a different human being on earth. If you, can, if you can hear, in the first place, if you can even hear the instruction. Because sometimes people hear, like Jesus said, hearing they do not hear. So sometimes, you see, you, it's like, like as, I'm preaching, as I'm preaching, I say, take your right foot. You'd be surprised that someone who is supposed to, that this particular example, though we are all laughing, applies to, is the very person who thinks that, no, I never took a right foot. I don't even have a left my left is amputated. I only have right. 
Yeah, you'll be surprised. That, that's the person. The person is so adamant that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a great kid. There's nothing wrong with me. There's everything wrong with him. Yeah. Because hearing, they can't hear. Hearing, they can't hear. So when the scripture says that if you would diligently hearken, that is listen, it's an ability to hear. Hearing is an ability. Hearing is an ability. The more, you know, the more voices are raised at you or warnings are issued to you, it means that you are quite stubborn. Yes, or you are hard of hearing. Because if you hear well, and you respond well, and you have a soft heart, voice will, voice will not be raised at you. Warnings will not be issued at you. I mean, strong words will not be used on you. Because you understand. Strong words, raising of voices, issuing of warnings, is just to get your attention. It just, it just shows that you're a type of person who doesn't respond to normal conversations and normal, normal instructions and normal things. You don't respond to it. So you need another language. And, and you, you see a stubborn person, when you change the language, they respond. Because that is who they are. They are, they are hard of hearing. They are stiff-necked, stubborn. Stubborn. So you need, to, you need to change the way you speak. And God, it seems God is very particular wow. about our hearing, our ability to hear. And when people hear well, they get blessed. So it says you hear and then you do. Suddenly blessings are coming. John chapter 10. Okay. John 10 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Then look at verse 4. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. Call on. That is to say, or because they know his voice. Presence, obedience. Presence, you know the voice. You know what God is saying to you. You know what God is saying to you. People don't advance in their work with God. And, and even, even, even to even get to a point to that I am called to even enter into the ministry and become fruitful in the ministry and to do things for God, to become, to become a shepherd, grow as a shepherd, develop as a shepherd. Not because they are not called, but because they can't hear the voice. So they don't have the, because their presence, you see, when someone is with you, a chief characteristic of someone is with you is that you hear the person's voice. Let's forget about smell. Let's forget about other things. Because there, there are other attributes. Yes. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard people say, I smell the presence. And I, be, I believe that. I believe, that's what I'm saying. Let's forget about smell. I believe that you can smell the presence. You can tell that, mm, 
there's rain here. There's rain in the room. There's rain. But let's just stay with voice, which is the most basic thing. Voice. Voice. When you are with someone, you hear the person's voice and everybody's voice is unique. If you talk to me a lot on the phone, I just have to say hello. You know it's me. I don't have to say a sentence. I just want to say hello. You'll say, oh, hello, Bishop Richard. But if you don't talk to me, I'll say hello. you say, who is that? You see, when you don't know that is God, you'll be surprised that you even be binding him. Because God could be telling you, stop. You'll be saying, God forbid. This is the perfect will of God. This is God. This is God. God is moving. You said what? God is is moving. You said it's the devil. So, your obedience guarantees the presence. Yes, your obedience. You know, I heard Rick Joyner say once that he said, the last time you heard from God was the last time you obeyed him. And I thought about it. I said, this is true. Because you only follow and you cover, you know, following this, you are covering distance. You are moving from one level to the other. You see yourself advancing in the things of God. If only you can hear his voice. If only you can hear the voice. If you can't hear the voice, you don't know what instruction. So people go stale, stagnant, because they don't know the voice. They don't know the voice. They don't have the voice. So they don't know what to do next. One of your, one of your greatest blessings, greatest blessings in your life is to have someone to tell you what to do. It's for someone to give you something to do. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When the, when the Bible says that, that uh, God will give us pastors according to his I I take it literally. When my pastor speaks to me, it's as though God is speaking to me. Oh, yes. That is, that is, you see, that's what I'm quoting a verse before I'm telling you. When my pastor speaks to me, literally, literally, apart from my quiet time that I've said, God said this, when my pastor instructs me, oh, yes, I'm telling you. And tell me I've done badly in life. But is he not a man? He's a man. Are you also not a man? How much, how much of, how much of your um, saying that you want to hear, you have a direct line. We all have direct lines. How much of it has, has, have you obeyed and has changed your life? And are we wiser than God to say that I'll give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge? If that is information, will give you information on what to do and what not to do. If there's anything that has affected pastors, shepherds is their inability to hear from God, Christians, and their inability to obey what God is saying. Because sometimes when God says, God will use a man, I, I, I haven't seen any other way that he uses. He will use a man. He uses, he will use a man to speak to you. And when you don't know the voice of God and how God speaks, you lose the presence and you lose the direction and you lose the leading. You live, you, lead, you live a life that is void of the presence. 
void of direction, void of anything. And you become stale, stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. That's what, that's that's when that's when you see you see you see someone you see someone um, who is supposed to be who is supposed to be a, a surgeon or supposed to be a consultant doing the work doing the work of a nurse or a cleaner in the hospital. You see, you can relate with that. I'm, I'm giving that so to see that oh, this guy is supposed to be in the theater uh, performing complex procedures. But look at, look at him, look at him wiping tables with um, sanitizers. With all the bread. It's, it's like the person, is, the person has gone backwards. And people do go backwards to the things of God. Instead of handling complex things as God is leading them and enabling them and equipping them. They've stayed, they've stayed at a position where they look funny. It's like how you will find funny when somebody uh, leaves his wife and goes for um, someone his daughter's age. I'm trying to find an example that you can relate with. I'm trying to find something that you can you appreciate. You see someone who has left his wife. His wife has lived with him for years and years and years. And he's left. And he's, you see him with um, a 22-year-old, the same age as his daughter. He's like 71. He's moving. Yeah. Because there's no voice and there's no obedience. So there's no presence. You are still stagnant and stuck. In some old ways, old ways, you've not moved on. <laughs> John chapter 8, 29 says that. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Do you have that? Okay. The next thing I want you to see is John 14 and verse 23. The more you obey, the further you go. You can't obey unless you can hear. You can't hear unless you know the voice. John 14, 23 says that Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come. That is, that is Jesus and the father will come to him and make our abode. That is, you will become his address. Yes, make our abode with him. We will come and stay with him. We will come and live with him. We will come and dwell with him. Can you imagine that you are, you are, you are one of God's addresses? Is that you are looking for God. You are looking where God is present. It's if you love the Lord. If you love the Lord. If, if, if a man love me. So you see again. Let's look at the verse carefully. If a man love me. He will keep my words. How will you keep the words? You must hear the words. How can you hear the words? You must know the voice. You must know this is God. This is God. This is God. This is God speaking. Then you will obey. 
that he says that he will say, hey, we've seen someone that when he hears what, what we are saying, he doesn't turn his back on it. He doesn't turn. That's why you see some people, they keep going higher and higher in the ministry. They keep getting more and more things to do because they obey. They obey. They, they, are, actually, they are actually disturbed when they hear something from God and they don't obey it and they don't do it. That's why God keeps trusting them and give it. Won't you talk more to the person who listens to you? Won't you have more things to say to the person who listens to you? The person who listens to you, the person who will do what you say. And won't you turn away from the person who argues and talks back and becomes resistant? Will you not turn away? Will you not tell, will you not tell, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, it's like, it's because like, why bother? Why, why should I spend all my time talking when you will not do? Those are the people who have an accident and they'll say, I was driving and I drove, I drove into a well, a, a wall. Boom, then I saw the hand of God lifting me up. There, I knew that God was calling me. Why should a whale swallow you before you hear the voice of God? Why should a whale swallow you before you hear a voice of God? Why? Why can't God speak to you whilst you are walking on the sandy beach? Should you fall in the water and a whale swallow you before you hear that? Ah, God is speaking. Why must everything be so dramatic? What type of person are you? Peter and John, they were at work. And Jesus said, come and follow me. And they left it and they went. Simple. Simple. They were at work. They, they had gone to work. They had gone to work. And Jesus just came and said, follow me. Will you leave everything and follow me? They said, no problem. They'll leave. They'll follow you. Paul, he had to go blind. <laughs> he had to go blind. He had to fulfill the scripture. He that is forgiven much, loveth much. A lot had to be forgiven and proven to him. Look, look how he loved. Look how he was writing letters. Do you want to go blind before you obey God? Do you want to be sacked from your workplace before you, you, you serve God? Yes. Or you want to get some crazy disease. Then you say, ah, I thank God. Or you need to suffer some, from some broken heart that almost drives you to suicide. Then you say, ah, there's a God. There's a God. From today, let me serve my God. Let me follow my God. Let me, there's, a, there's a God. There's a God. I, mean, I, see, I, see, I see different testimonies. So that's when you hear some of this, you say, I mean, this person, maybe this test is a nice dramatic testimony. But it's also possible that this person is a very stubborn person. Yeah. I mean, reading your Bible and obeying and then dreaming before you obey. Which one is simpler? You could have obeyed in the morning at 8 o'clock at your quiet time. But you have to wait till the night, go and sleep. And then you dream. Then God appears in the dream. They say, hey, whoa. The thing I read, it has appeared in the dream. 
He has to come when you are unc- Yes, God needs you to be unconscious before he can sleep. He can speak to you. Yes. That's what the, Bible, the scripture says in the book of Job. It says in the slumberings of men. He speaks to me when men are slumbering. Because sometimes he can't get you when you are alert and when you are alive. It's like, it's like in the dream, in the vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed. That's, like, that's when God can speak. When you are, when you are, it's like God, it's like, you know, but watch people like Solomon. He will tell you that, he will tell you that I was walking by someone's house and I saw a broken wall and I saw a garden that is unkempt and I received instruction. Somebody has to sleep. Then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. It's like, this is what I'm saying clearly. Yes. Compared, compared to Solomon who is just walking by a garden. Bright afternoon. Cars are moving. Traffic is normal. He can smell KFC and McDonald's in the air. But he can still hear from God. Yes, he can still hear from God. Yes, he can still hear from God. He can still receive instructions. He's still receiving instruction. I hope God is helping you today. Yes. So, what were we reading before we got to... Um, I got into this place. John 14, 23. Yes, your loves. You know that. You know, he say, he's saying that I'll come and make my abode with him. He says, what's the next verse? And the next one says what? Okay. So that's it. I'm going to make my abode with him. Psalm 31. Wait, before you go to Psalm 31. I'm looking for a verse. Do you want to see a verse? Obedient in the presence. Hmm. Who is that? Are you getting convinced that this is this is a master key? You sure? Hmm. What did you say was the last one we read? John what? Ah, twenty-three. Okay, we went a little ahead. Let's let's read twenty-one. Twenty-one. Twenty-one is a darling verse. It says that he that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is, oh babies, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. We are talking about the presence. Will manifest, it's like I'll make myself visible to him. He will see me. Just, just by, just by, Keeping commandments, that is, having his commandments, you know, he that has my commandments means that you have heard the commandments and then you keep them. That means that you obey the commandments. It is the same person that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. If my father is loving him, then I will also, I will also add myself and love him. 
and we will and I will manifest myself to him. I will show myself to him. He will see me. Would you like to see God? Yes, like to see God. Yes. Obedience is the key. Obedience. Just obey. Tell your neighbor, just obey, okay? Just obey. Yes. Tell but you are making the pastor talk too much. Just obey. Mm, yes, just obey. Just obey. Just obey. Just obey. Just obey. Yes. Disobedience has driven the presence of God away and has driven wise counsels away from people. Wise counsels and, and good relationships. People have lost good relationships and good voices just by not being obedient. The voice is turned off. Just because you didn't obey. It's like there's nothing more to say. And there's nothing more to do. If there's anything to do, do what was said. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Keep you all your arguments. Because people like arguing and people like explaining themselves. Arguing, explaining themselves, justifying themselves. Let's, this is why this was this. This is why that was that. This was, but they don't realize that the thing you must value is the presence which comes with the voice. You must learn to value the blessed voice that God has given to you. The blessed voice that is the presence. You have to value it. More than all your explanations and your stories. Manifest. That is phanerosis. The making visible. I'll make myself visible. I'll give you visibility to know that I'm around. I'm around. I'm there with you. Everybody will know that I'm with you. I'm with you and I'm around you. Commandments. Keeping. That is the person who laughs. And that is the person that I will manifest myself to him. Okay. I think one more that we can close. Psalm 31. Verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. 21. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. Look at verse 20 again. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. So the pride of man keeps him from the presence and therefore keeps him from the secrets of the Lord. 
humility, which is, which, is, which is one of the leading characteristics of an obedient person. Or an obedient person is a humble person. No, you must be humble to be obedient. You must be, you must be humble to do as someone tells you. Yes. When you don't do what someone is saying, it means you see yourself as equals or even better. Yes, that's all, that's all it means. Sometimes it's true, you may be better, you may be whatever you classify as better, but in that moment, you may need humility to just say, yes, please, I will do what you are saying. For grace, to attract grace. To attract, because God giveth grace to the humble. Because he's saying here that thou shalt, <laughs> thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. From the pride of man. From the pride of man. You know, um, if you know God, and you know the presence of God, you will know when you have made the move and you are losing it. Because there's a way that seemeth right to a man. I don't think, I don't think anybody is so stupid that you will do the wrong, if you like, deliberately. You will think that the wrong is right. Yeah. Or the wrong is nice. Yeah. Or the wrong is good. I mean, you, you, you have some belief in it. I, I believe what I'm doing is okay. At least you think it's okay. Yeah. But after you have done it, and you see yourself going off, that you are becoming dry. Dry. You are losing, you are losing a certain presence, a certain voice, a certain input, a certain blessing. Be humble. To make a U-turn, be humble and say, no, this thing is not helping. It seems as though I talk too much. It seems as though I argue too much. People who argue think that it's right to argue. It's like I have to say, why can't I say my mind? How many of you have heard that question before? Why can't I say my mind? How many of you have asked that question before? Why can't I say my mind? Yes, it's good to say your mind. Say it. Just after you said it, just see what your mind can carry. Just see that your mind is... Your mind was a small mind. Because yeah. after you said your mind, then you discover that, oh, what have I said? Yes, but you said it. You said it anyway. And you, know, you know that words, you can't take them back. That's why many times, many times, a quiet person is classified as a wise person. Do you know that? Do you know that people who don't say much, everybody thinks they are very wise. You find them calm, cool, and collected. It's like, hmm, he's deep. <laughs> sometimes it's only when they speak you realize that they don't know much. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that sometimes it's better to be quiet. You earn more respect than to speak. Because as soon as you speak, your level is detected. <laughs> yes. Some of us sometimes we speak too much. You speak, you, speak, you speak too much. You blow your mouth too much. Yes. Every time you are this, every time you are that, every time you are this, every time you are this, and you are this, and you have this, and you are this, and you have that, and you are that, and you have this, and you are that, and you have this. And you. Better if you say you are small. After you've spoken, you say you are small. 
Humility. 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 You know, especially when you are young and inexperienced. I think that's the time you must really take advice before you get desperate. Yeah. Young ladies, are you understanding? Yes. yes. When you are young, because, because that is, you see, the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. It's almost to say that every child, everybody is born into the world with an amount of foolishness. And then as you, as you are moving on in life, it, it, you, it wears off, you slice them off. Yes, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So you need correction. As you are moving, you have to re- receive correction. Correction, correction, correction. But if you don't humble yourself, before you see, young girl, you've been spoken to when you were young. Do this, be like this. This is good. Before you realize, you, you've rejected everything. Now you've reached a certain age. Now you are proposing to men. Because when you were young, you didn't listen. I know you are here and you are looking at me, but I mean, <laughs> I knew you were here. That's why I started preaching. Hmm. I know why you are now looking at me as if you just found out that I was here. <laughs> I've been here all along. I've been here all along. Yes. Sally, people are looking at me. It's like, oh, Bishop is here. <laughs> yeah, I've been here. Yes, I've been here. So pride drives away the presence because pride won't permit you to obey. Be humble. Be shielded. Be submissive. Give in. Learn to give in and learn to give in early. Give in early and give in fast. That's humility. Do you want one more point before we go? Are you sure? It's time. It's actually time. It's, It's like I'm dead on time now. I can end. I can even clap for myself. One more. Okay, I'll throw in one more for good measure. I won't say much about it, though. We'll just read it and we're happy. Job 23. Obedience, the master key to the presence of God. Obedience. You know, as we're talking, you should be thinking, you should be thinking, baby, you should be able to write three things you've not obeyed. Yes. Yes. And some of you, Skylar, you come up with seven. Yes. Yes. You have to write things that God has told you you have not obeyed. Whichever channel, whether through your quiet time or through your pastor, that you were told you didn't obey, you didn't listen. You didn't listen. Hmm? You didn't listen. You felt you knew better. Job 23, verse 8, I think, verse 8. Let's start from verse 8. Behold, he said, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Life, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot 
has held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary steps. You, you can see how Job is struggling to find God. Backward, forward, left, right, he can't find him. The only place he can settle on is his words. He has to make his words more than his necessary food. Yes. You know, use this verse to convince yourself that no, brec- no Bible, no breakfast. Yes, no Bible, no breakfast. If you haven't read your Bible, don't eat your, your conflicts. Yes. Do you understand? Okay. No Bible. This one. This one should help you. NB, NB. No Bible, no breakfast. That means that you have made the word of God more important than necessary food. Than the conflicts you're about to have. Do you have cereal for breakfast? Or you go for the jollof? Somebody say he has jollof for breakfast. Yes. Whatever you have, no problem. Whatever you have, whatever you have. Whatever you have, whatever you like. How many of you are going to obey what you've heard from God? Obey. Obey what God is saying. You go higher. You go higher. Obey the little things and obey the big things. You go higher. You will definitely go higher. If you start obeying little things, obeying because sometimes we want something very spooky and dramatic before we'll obey. Obey the little things and obey the big things. Prophet has told me before, lead a prayer meeting. No problem. I took the microphone and I led a prayer meeting. He's told me before, have all night, every day, find a group of church. So you see me Sunday after church, you see me going through the church. Are you free on, on Tuesday? Are you free on Wednesday? It, look, even if I get two people, I'll, I'll have the all night. All I need is somebody. Yeah. I used to have all nights every day, every day with different groups of people. Every day I'll have an all night. So just three Fridays were the largest group. Because Friday, everybody was coming for all night. So they should, they should come. Yes. yes. The most difficult day to get people to come and pray was Sunday after church. Yes. I used to have all night Sunday after church. We don't leave church early anyway. You know us. We stay out. By the time we leave, by the time we leave, I'm going into the hall with my group to, to start um, an all night. Yeah, I used to have all night every day. He's told me, start a prayer, like Sunday service, Sunday morning service. He said, start. I used to start the Sunday morning service. Then he said, other prayer meetings. Okay, I'll lead that prayer meeting. Fasting and prayer times, I'll lead that, that one. These are, these are like little instructions. Little instructions, little instructions. Have all night every day. No problem. I can have all night every day. You see, all these things, as I obey, as I obey. I'm then, one, then one day, he was in, he was in Geneva, Switzerland. Starting the church in Geneva, Switzerland. And he wrote a letter to me. That God has spoken to him to start a church in London. He would like me to be the pastor there. He said, this is a big one. Wow. Oh, yeah. I said, this, is, this one is a big one. Wow. Will I be able to do it? Can I do it? Can I? I've never pastored a church before. I've never preached on a Sunday before. Wow. But my pastor says that, yes. Wow. 
you. I said, no problem. Let's do this London business. Yes. Yes. And then, you are coming. And then in London, he says, he says, I did not even, my feet did not even touch the ground. He said, he said, get a job and start the church. Get a job. To the job. No problem. I can't work in pastor. I can't work in pastor. I can be a lay pastor. I can be a lay pastor. I was a lay pastor for several years. I can, I can work and work in pastor, work in pastor, work in pastor, work in pastor, work in pastor. They say, you know, uh, there's something in um, Zurich. I was a lay pastor. Take time off work. Go and pastor our church in Zurich. No problem. I lived, I lived, I lived in Zurich, Zurich, Switzerland for three months to pastor church. These are instructions. You know, the instructions are giving you exposure and giving and giving me skills. Then he says, then he says, uh, the church, the church took a long time to grow. I won't lie to you. It took a long time to work. It was not easy at all. Yes, it. I mean. It was not, if you think that it was just like that, you, you just came. <laughs> you just, you've just been born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are just been born. Yeah, baby. No, it was, you know, I mean, there was a year of difficulty. You can't even eat. Yes. He says, the church started growing. They said, start multiple services. So I start second service. I start third service. I start the fourth service. Wow. Oh, yes. They said, let's start a branch. We start the branches. My nice, juicy members, good people, you have to send them out. Go and start a branch. Good people that you are very happy with. You know, when you have good people around you, you feel like a man of God. Yes. Yes. So you see, I don't, I don't really get attached to people. I'm, I'm attached to them, but I'm not attached. Yes, I'm attached, but they are all like offerings. Yes, I mean, I'm okay. Yes. In any case, I've gone over my time now. So, now, you've been looking for it like Job. Back, forward, backward, left, right, you can't find. Go to the word of God. Go to his voice and obey what the Bible says. All will be well with you. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your good help for all of us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Today, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to church today. But deep in my heart, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I know God has been drawing me. God has been prompting me. I know within myself that today is my day. I know I've been dodging church. I've been dodging God. I've been living my own way, doing my own things. But today, as I've heard the word, and as I've come to church, I know today is my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. 
I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, very quickly, just lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Wherever you're standing, just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. Just your right hand. Hi, 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 hi. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand. Keep it up. 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 God bless you. Your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I just want to give my life to Jesus. I don't need anything. I just need God in my life. I want God in my life. I want him. I want to run to him. I want to go to him. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. I believe there's one other person. One more. One more. You want to give your life to Jesus today. Today. You don't want to go out. Don't think about anybody. Don't even think about your friend that came here with you. Think about yourself. Heaven or hell. Think about yourself. The quality of life that you have now. You see, I need Jesus. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you and I pray with you. I pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, now I need you to do one more thing. I want you to walk out of your seat and come, come to me right here in the front. Come. come Even if you didn't lift up your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus. You can come. Maybe you are not lifted up your hand yet. Come. Come and join us. Those of you in front, say this prayer after me. And the whole church help us. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ, who died for my sins and rose up on the third day. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Please have mercy on me. I am sorry for all my sins. And for all my mistakes. Please wash me. With the blood of Jesus. Now say Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you Father. For accepting me. And making me a child of yours. In Jesus name. Amen. Father, may they have peace. May they have joy. May they experience, Lord, your mercies and your forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Okay, so now our lady pastor would like to have a word with you. So if you please go with her to speak to you briefly, then you come back. God bless you all. Take your communion. Far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering wow. and change. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I will claim Have you all got your, com- your communion? Take your bread.
Jesus took the bread, blessed it. I declare this is the body of Christ. He broke it and he said, take it, eat it. This is my body, which is broken for you. The body of Christ. Eat it. Who like some of my body? My body is bigger than your body. Prophet. Pastors, mm. what a blessing! The communion was just a meal, you know. They were sitting at a table, they were eating, and he blessed it. So it's a meal, eating and drinking. Yes, the blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. What a blessing. Now receive your blessings. Now, God is going to send a woman to help you. Not to destroy you, but to help you. Receive her now in Jesus' name. Somebody is coming into your life to be of some kind of assistance to you. Receive that assistance now. Anyone who is not appointed by God, I remove the blanket over his face. I say, no, 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 no. You are exposed in the name of Jesus. I command the exposing of all elements that are sent, that have not been sent by God. I expose them and uncover them in your life in Jesus' name. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive military help. I see something like military, militarized and military help. Receive it. Receive, receive supernatural interventions in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever makes you cry. Whatever makes you sad. What makes you bend over and weep. Father, I thank you that it is taken away from everyone's life. Receive the joy of the Lord. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I see a big handkerchief. The handkerchief is wiping your face. It's wiping your tears. Receive the wiping of all your tears from your life in the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Your tears are wiped away in the name of Jesus. The prophecy you believe is the one that you will experience practically in the name of Jesus. tears come into our lives and wipe all foreign tears ancient tears newly appearing tears old tears from old things wipe them away Lord by your mighty handkerchief thank you for this blessing in Jesus name
and said, Amen. blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for first love london on facebook and youtube and first love uk on twitter instagram and tiktok have a blessed week